I'm excited that I get to share tonight. We've been talking about prayer this month, and it's been great. Bernie kicked us off with some basics on prayer. How many of you guys were here for Randy Don last week? He is entertaining anytime and every time. Um, but he, he was here and he gave a great word. He gave a word, uh, kind of gave an acrostic for prayer. Um, tonight, I get to talk about a side of prayer that we often overlook. Uh, we, we talk about prayer a bit, but I don't think we talk a whole lot about this side of it. Um, so our key verse that we're going to kind of start with and then leave and come back to is Acts chapter 1, verse 14. It says, they all continued in one accord in prayer and supplication. Um, list some of them. And as I, was, as I was reading this, I'm like, okay, in Acts, I keep hearing that they were in one accord, and it's not a Honda, it's like in unity, and in prayer. And so as I, as I begin to like, just kind of ponder this, I started thinking about unity. And I'm like, all right, so th- there's this unity either the unity is causing their prayer or the prayer is causing their unity, but these are tightly linked. And so I, I started looking through my Bible and started thinking about where are my Bibles that talk about this, this unity and what impact does this unity have? The first spot that came to my mind where it comes up in the Bible is in Genesis chapter 11. Just after the flood, God's, God tells everybody, he's like, hey, Go forth, fill the earth, subdue the earth. And he just tells them to go and like fill up the planet. Well, they're supposed to be going out and doing this. And they all get together and decide they have a better idea. And they're like, you know what? Forget this like go and fill. Let's stay here and make a great name for ourselves. They get together in this valley and they're like, let's build a tower with a city and with a tower with its peak in the sky way up there and we're going to use this for our brick and we're going to use this for our mortar and, and they start on this grand endeavor to make their name great. And when they do, their theologians will, will give you all sorts of different reasons on why what they were doing wasn't right, whether it was because they were disobeying God by not spreading out because they're setting this up to be a giant um, uh, idol, um, whether it's uh, kind of connected with astrology or whether it was just their, their pride. But God comes down and he looks. And in chapter 11, verse 6, he says this. Behold, they are one people and they have one language and this is only the beginning of what they will do. And nothing that they purpose to do will now be impossible for them. Why what they were doing wasn't what they were supposed to be doing we could argue about it all day, and I, I don't even care. They were wrong. And God decided in order to, to stop them, that he was going to introduce a whole bunch of languages. And when all of a sudden they couldn't communicate, all of their progress stopped, they split up, and they went to different places around the world. But this is what I noticed. God looks and goes, if they will work together, if they will be united, nothing will be impossible. And so I, I just got this like, like, wow, there is so much power in unity. When, when we are united, when we come together, there's unity. In fact, not only is there power there, when, when, when God came down and looked at what they were doing and said there is power, but in Psalms 133, verse 1, it says, um, this is a song of ascent of David, behold, 
how good and pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. And it goes on talking about it, and then it says, For there the Lord commands the blessing, life forevermore. And I begin to look at this and go, okay, so being in unity has power. God came down and goes, if they stay united, they can accomplish anything together. Then he says, if you guys will unite, I will put my blessing on it. My way, so, so there's, there's an actual, there's a power in it to start with. Then God says he's going to bless it. And then I got thinking back to our, our starting passage in Acts, that they were all together in one accord, and they, they kept seeking God in prayer. And I got pondering this question. Were they in prayer because they were in unity, or were they in unity because they were in prayer? And as I, as I pondered this, um, here's what I came to. Most of us pray very selfish prayers. And our prayers are centered around me. Um, yours probably aren't centered around me. If they are, wow, thank you. But most of us, our prayer life centers around what we want. Okay, there's not a whole lot of unity when we all get together and be like, I want, I want, I want, I want. It, that that's just sounds like a bunch of little kids. And it's just, but if we're centered around what God wants, then all of a sudden, instead of it being this just own thing, it brings us all together. It brings us all to the same vision and to the same purpose. I don't know how many of you guys have prayed in large groups before, but there's one of these things that, that often happens. You have this whole group and you're like, hey, we're going to popcorn it, or, you know, which if you've never heard that expression in a group of prayer, it means we're going to stand here and we're going to pray and whoever wants to pray, prays, and when they stop, somebody else, wherever, whoever can, can start. What happens all the time when you're doing that or when you're praying around in a circle, if people stop listening to everybody else and just start thinking about, what am I going to say? Like, it's going to be my turn. What am I going to pray? Or they're like, you know what? I'm supposed to pray for the person next to me. What was it that they wanted prayer for? Oh, man, I can't think of it. Oh, I got to think of it. I got to remember or I'm going to feel stupid. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're like, well, what's being prayed? I don't know, but I'm going to be ready. When this guy stops talking, I'm up. And, and this is like often, this is our focus. And I look at it, I go, I don't think... That, that's the prayer that brings unity. I don't think when I'm just waiting or when it's like, you know what, we're praying and we're just all waiting for our prayer request to get in. I'm like, that seems to be focused on me. And I don't think that's going to bring unity. And as I begin to look at this, I begin to see this comes up a lot. But, but when, when we take the time to look at God and go, okay, God, what do you want? And if you stand next to me and you say, God, what do you want? All of a sudden, we're on the same page. And when we pray, and we begin to go, God, we want to see your will done, instead of it being this mad rush of everybody looking for themselves, it becomes this beautiful, we are coming together before the Lord God Almighty to go, God, what do you want? Because a lot of times we use prayer to try to get God to do our will. Instead of going to God 
to do his will. Miles Monroe, he, he said this, he said, praying does not mean convincing God to do your will, but doing his will through your will. And Jesus says, again, I say to you, if two or three agree on earth concerning anything that they ask, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. And he exp- expresses this power in being united in prayer. And I begin to look at this, I said, okay, so when I pray, when we pray, if we pray not, God, this is what I want, but God, what is it, what is it that you want? It brings us together. Prayer is meant to not just change things out there for me, it's actually supposed to change me. I, I looked at Tim when he came down from, from doing the offering, and I'm like, point number three, Tim's offering message. Like, but for real, you look at it and you go, okay, Matthew 6, Jesus says, to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and the rest of these things will be added unto you. He goes, if you'll put your eyes on him and focus on him and let him take care of the rest, it will do something in you. See, it will shift your heart. One of the things that prayer is supposed to do is prayer is supposed to align us with God's will. Jesus, our perfect example, he he says this, he shows us this. He goes, he went a little further, fell on his face and prayed, saying, Oh, my father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. And he puts this emphasis on going, I'm going to go and when I pray, I'm going to put my emphasis on God, I want to seek you. God, I want to honor you. God, I want to do what you want me to do. And when I do that, it's going to to bring us into unity. When he gives us the Lord's Prayer, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done. And he goes, one of the first things you're going to pray is going, God, Not, God, I would like a new car. God, I would like my house paid off. God, he goes, goes, you're going to start and go, God, you're awesome. And then you're going to go, God, have your way. And when when I go through this, a lot of times we go, okay, are you telling me that, oh, one more thing before I get to that. Um, Where's it in my notes? I don't know. It's in my notes somewhere. So, when we do this, when we seek God in prayer, and it begins to align our heart with his, it changes the way we see things. Jesus is in the Garden of, of Gethsemane. And when he's with there with his disciples, and Jesus knows they're about to come into a really, really tough time. They're like, all right, they're going to come. They're going to they're take me away. And it's going to, your whole world's about to fall apart. Jesus looks at them and he goes, why are you sleeping? Can you not wait with me for at least an hour? Pray lest you fall into temptation. And he goes, I I read that. I'm like, so how is praying helping me to avoid temptation? And am I just, is it just like God, don't let me be tempted today? And is this this how I'm praying not to be led in temptation? And while there may be some merit in that, that's not what he was telling them to do. But when I pray and go, God, I want to to see your will done. I am taking my focus off of me and whatever I feel like, and I am putting it on him. And when I put it on him, and when I make his will the target, that re-aims me. And now when these other things come come in line, they're no longer, my aim is no longer, what do I want, but what does God want? And when I'm living for what does God want, then this isn't going to derail me. 
Because this may look appealing for what I want, but when that's no longer my aim, that doesn't matter. And that won't derail me. Because prayer is supposed to line me up with what he wants. And when I do that, it's amazing. It shifts me. It brings us together. And it unites us on him. And when you start to talk about this, some of the people go, does that mean I'm never supposed to pray for the things that I want? No. Don't mishear me. The Bible says not to be anxious about anything, but with prayer and supplication to make your request known to God. There is a place for that. The problem is most of us took that and that's all we do. And it became the only part of prayer. And that's a valid part of prayer. But knowing that our prayer is also supposed to be going, God, have your way in me. Have your way through me. Have your way on earth. Let me be a part of what you're doing here. Because I want to see your will done. God is a loving father. He wants good things for you. But when we pray, part of being in prayer is coming and letting our heart be lined up with his. I watched this really cool just the other day. Uh, during this 21 days of prayer and fasting, at 6.30 to 7.30 in the morning, and then again at night, with the exception of Wednesday night, because we're going to be in here, we've got a group that's praying in room 467. You are welcome to join them. I, was, I joined them the other day, and I got there. And this was, this was really cool, because I got in there, and I wasn't sure how they were going to have it formatted. Sometimes you get into like a prayer meeting, and they're like, this is what we're praying. Boom, 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 boom. And like, it's really structured. This one wasn't very structured. They get, I get there and he's like, we're going to listen to a song of worship and then we're going to pray. Like, okay. So we, we're, we're there and we're kind of praying through and he's got a song on. And then we start to pray and as it gets going, it was really, really weird because it was really God. Because one person would be praying and when they would finish, somebody else would just kind of start. But all of a sudden, I, you'd be just agreeing with somebody and it was nice because it wasn't a, hey, we got to hurry up and get this done. And we're like, we, we've got lots of time to pray here. So we're just praying. And, and somebody be praying. They're like, all right, we're praying for uh, the youth of the nation. And it, they'd be praying. And all of a sudden you're like, yeah, yeah. And then all of a sudden on your heart you're like, ooh, we need to pray for the government. Like this is like what's on your, all of a sudden just randomly, I just figured it was my random thing that just occurred to me. And as soon as that person finishes, somebody else is like, oh, we're going to pray for the government. It starts praying. And you're like, that's what I was thinking. And then they finish that and you're like, okay, now ne- next we're going to pray for this. And then somebody else starts. And you're like, hey, that's what I was thinking too. And after like four times, I'm like, maybe, maybe this is what God was thinking. Like, <laughs> like and watch, when we all came together and said, you know what? Forget, like, let's not just focus on what I want today. Yes, there's a time and we can take some time and we can pray for my request and we can pray for my family and we can pray for um, direction and favor and wisdom and finances and blessings and all of these things. But when we just took some time and we're like, God, what is it that you want to do? We watched as hearts begin to, to shift and we all ended up on the same page. And I went home and I I was telling my wife, I'm like, that was one of the coolest prayer meetings that I've been in because there was such uncoordinated unity because we all just said, God, what do you want to do? And when we did, God brought us all together to go, this is what I want to see. 
And we have this opportunity. And I, and I, I look in the book of Acts, and throughout Acts, you see a lot of them praying, and you hear a lot of them being in the accord, being one accord. And as I was looking at it in Acts chapter 4, it says, so when they heard that, they different things going on, they raised their voice to God with one accord. It wasn't Peter raised his voice. It wasn't this guy, this gal. It was they. They came together. They united. And they began to pray. And when they prayed, it goes on a little bit. And then in the, oh, what verse? Like late 20s. Um, I'll get to 31 in a second. It goes through and they're going, God, this is what's coming against us. God, we want to see your will done. God, fill us with boldness so we can declare your word. And their, their prayer is not what my prayer would have been. Like if someone's persecuting you, what would you pray? Let it stop! Like maybe that's just me. Maybe I'm self-centered and I would be the only one sitting here going, God, Get rid of these people who are persecuting me. And like that would be my first and like my focal point. Their focal point is God, give us boldness in the face of it to declare your word and to stand up for you. Wow. But they came together and they said, God, how do we do your way? And this is what happened in verse 31. And when they had prayed, the place where they were assembled together was shaken, and they were filled with the Holy Spirit, and they spoke the word of God with boldness. When they came together and they said, God, what do you want to do? God, have your way. Give us the strength and the boldness to carry out your plans. God said, for sure. Have my spirit. He poured out his spirit so heavy that the place that they were in was shaken. Like, how crazy is that to think that, like, like our prayers were powerful enough, it like shook the earth. Because they came together and said, God, what do you want to do? Tonight, I want to take some time and I want to do this. I want to, to pray not just for what I want, but I want to take some time to pray what God wants. See, in, in the Bible... In, um, it's in 1 John, and I even think it's in my notes somewhere. Anyways, in my notes, wherever it may be, it says that we can have great confidence when we pray according to his will. We know that he hears us and will answer the prayer. And you go, how do we pray this? We get into his word and we say, God, what is your will? And when we do that, we can pray. We can go, God, I am lining up with what you want to see your will done on earth as it is in heaven. And I'm going to take, I say I'm going to take, we are going to take some time to do that tonight. And if this is new to you, well, congratulations. Um, we're going to stretch because coming to, to the church service isn't meant to just be something to check off a list. It's supposed to be equipping the saints to do the work of the ministry. It's supposed to be us coming together and living it. So we're going to live it. And if you've never done this before, then you're, I'm going to stick you in a group, and you're going to join with them, and hopefully someone in your group has prayed before. And if not, it'll be stretching for all of you. It's going to be fun. And I'm going to make it easier for you. But 
before we do, um, before we go any further, can you guys, this is where it gets fun. You're going to get into a group of around five. And if there's more or less, I'd just, if you get to be like 20 of you in a group, it's really hard for everyone to get an opportunity to participate. So if you can gather in a group of five-ish, if you can turn around and they're there, cool. If not, meet somebody. Let's get up, move, scooch around. Getting groups of five. And then um, Pastor Tim's got some sheets he's going to pass out here in a minute to those groups once you get into some groups. And I'll give you some instructions before very much else goes on. All right, so as you guys gather in these groups, one of the, the first thing I want to do, I want to make sure that if you have not made a decision to make Jesus the Lord of your life, um, we're going to start this, this out by praying for the lost, praying for those who don't know Jesus yet, but we want to give you an opportunity to meet Jesus first. Because the Bible says that he doesn't want anyone to perish, but that he wants everyone to come to the knowledge of the truth and to come to him. So, if you don't have a relationship with Jesus, before we get into the rest of our prayer, we want to give you an opportunity to meet him. So can everyone bow their heads and close their eyes wherever they're at? And if you need to meet Jesus today, you want to make him your Lord, when I say three, I'm going to ask you to raise your hand. One, two, three. Go ahead and raise your hand. So that's me. I want to make Jesus the Lord of my life. Awesome. God, I thank you for everybody here that has made a decision to follow you. That as we seek you, as we come around your word and we pray that we're going to see your will done. And I thank you that you're going to hear our prayer. But I thank you that you're going to answer our prayer as we align with you and that you're going to draw us together and unite us. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so on the sheet that each group should have gotten is a few topics. We have a, a few minutes, not a ton. So we're not going to make it through the whole list. Um, I think we'll start with the first one together. And then if there's one that you're like, oh, oh, I'm excited about praying for, then I'll let you, go, in your group, you guys can jump on it and go, hey, you know what? I want to pray for healing because I know somebody who needs some healing. You know what? There's somebody at my school that needs some direction. Hey, I've got a, I've got a family member who's struggling with anxiety and depression who needs it broken off their life. So we're going to pray and we're going to line up with God's word. But if you want to get to that, that first section, it says praying for the lost. And I'm going to kind of walk you through this one and then I'm going to turn you loose in your group for a minute. I gathered some verses. Some of them are things that are easy to pray. Some are things that set you up to pray. When it says God our Savior desires all people to be saved and come to the knowledge of truth, it goes, you know what? That's not necessarily a prayer in itself, but it says, I can pray. God, I agree with you. We want everyone to come to the knowledge of truth. God, you said that you want each of them to reach repentance. God, I ask that you would open up their eyes that they could see you and that they could know you. God, that you would draw them towards you. You said that the harvest, this is 
Matthew 9. It says, The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers. God, I pray that you would send out laborers into the harvest, that you would bring people across their path that they would listen to, that you would open up their hearts, that you would soften them, that they could hear your word, that they could encounter you, and that they would be drawn towards you. God, you said that you would pour out your spirit on all flesh, that our sons and daughters would prophesy, that our young men would see visions, that our old men would dream dreams. God, we ask that you would pour out your spirit, that you would pour out your spirit on this land, that you would pour out your spirit on our lost loved ones. God, that you would pour out your spirit on those that we work with, on those that we go to school with, on those that we encounter, God, that they could encounter your love and your grace and that they could be drawn towards you. God, I thank you that you gave us the ministry of reconciliation. God, that you reconciled us to you and you gave us the message of reconciliation. God, I pray that you would draw others towards you and that you would use us to be your hands and feet, to declare your message, to draw people towards you. In Jesus' name. We want to just use them. And you've got a few topics there. I want to release you in your group. And I, I wanted to make sure I got one to you so that each group didn't have to try to go through it at the exact same pace. Um, but these are all just a few verses on different topics. You can go, this is God's will so we can stand, so we can unite and we can pray for it. All right, go for it in your group. Father, we thank you for your goodness and your greatness. Father, thank you that you've called us to partner with what you're doing in this world. And Father, you equip us. And Father, thank you, Lord, that as we pray according to your heart and your purpose, you said that you will hear and we can be confident. Lord, we can be confident that we receive that which we ask for. So, Father, we choose right now to be people of prayer that pray according to your word and according to your heart. And we want to draw ourselves closer and closer and closer to you. Father, we pray. Uh, I pray, Father, and just agree with every prayer that was prayed in this room today. And we pray all this in the name of Jesus Christ. And everyone said, amen.